0: Welcome to another episode of Addiction Audio. While at the Lisbon Addictions Conference earlier this year, I spoke to Dr Adam Winstock. Adam is a consultant psychiatrist and the founder of the Global Drug Survey. I talked to him about what the Global Drug Survey is, the kind of data it collects, and also he made a plea for researchers who might be interested in using the data to get in touch. Here's our conversation.
1: Hello, my name is Professor Adam Winstock. I'm a consultant psychiatrist and founder of the Global Drug Survey.
0: Tell us a little bit about what the Global Drug Survey is.
1: The Global Drug Survey is an independent research organisation and we run the biggest drug survey in the world and over the last eight years we've had more than three quarters of a million people who have taken part and the mission of the Global Drug Survey is to help people use drugs more safely regardless of the legal status of the drug and to promote honest conversations about drug use.
0: So what kind of data have you collected?
1: So we collect data on every sort of drug um, but also emerging trends, things like the dark net, cognitive enhancers, the effects of policing and drug policy on drug-related harm. And what we do with that data is, because it's a non-probability sample, is basically look at the links between different patterns of use and different risks, but also the links between different patterns of use and pleasures. So because we're not funded by governments or research organizations, we have a great deal of flexibility to talk about the positive aspects of drug use. Um, and that includes now the medical use of cannabis and the positive therapeutic effects of psychedelics, for example.
0: So you say the sample's not non-probabilistic. How do you go about recruiting people into the study?
1: So we collaborate with big media organisations in over 30 different countries. So people like The Guardian and Vice and Zeit and Liberation and La Repubblica and Fairfax Media. And what they basically do is promote the survey for us in exchange for us giving them a exclusive data report. And so for many of those countries, those media organisations are able to present the results of that country's biggest drug survey that the government has no idea about. So, for example, in Germany, we typically get 40,000 people every year to take part. But the first day the German government has a clue what's going on is when Zeit Online published the data. And I quite like that disruptive nature. But I also think it's why a lot of people participate, because they realise that we don't have a particular story to tell that's dependent on our funders. And that's really important. Independence is key.
0: So if researchers are listening to this and they have a question that they want answered that your data might be able to help with, or they're interested in finding out more, what's the best way, what's the best thing for them to do? And the best
1: thing to do is uh, basically I'm just email me at adam at globaldrugsurvey.com. They can take a look at the website and see the sorts of things we've done. But I mean, we... My greatest ethical dilemma is the fact that we have so much unused research data, it's it's, it's almost criminal. I mean, we've written maybe 50, 60 academic papers in the last seven years, but we have huge amounts of data on things like GHB. We've got data on 5,000 people who use GHB that could write an amazing paper on predictors of overdose and withdrawal. We've got data on 35,000 ketamine users. We've got data on 25,000 crystal meth users. I've got data on 180,000 cocaine users. I've got data on 300,000 people who use cannabis. And each year we tweak those questions to look at different aspects of use. And we also collaborate with new groups who come in with specific research questions. So last year, for example, our partners in Colombia and Mexico were interested whether or not there was uh, a market for fair trade cocaine. Would people pay more for it? And the answer is yes, people don't want to disrupt an economy and contribute to violence. And we've looked at how people would like to see cannabis regulated. This year, one of the key areas we're looking at is someone's last big night out and what the intersection is between local drug policy and how venues operate and drug-related harm so and if you've got a really interesting question you want answered it might be we've already got the data but if not we we collaborate with experts and people all over the world and that's what makes global drug survey viable and really interesting
0: and what's the next steps for the survey
1: the next steps are super exciting so this will be the last year we use our current platform, and at the end of each of the core sections this year, people will be given some feedback about how the frequency of, that, of their use of that drug in the last year compares to other people. But the new platform that we are currently building that will go into operation for Global Drug Survey 2021 will effectively become a annual MOT for people who use drugs so they will not only be contributing data to a large community database, but at the end of the survey, they will get personalized feedback around their drug use. You know, how their use compares to other people, but other things that they might not be so keen on knowing, like we estimate you've spent seven and a half grand last year on coke, weed and booze. Giving, all we're telling you is what you told us, and I think that's going to engage more people. But what we also hope it's going to do is allow us to have the capacity to develop some cohort work to allow people to monitor their use over time. And we'll be using that data to rebuild some of our drugs meter apps um, that are really focused on giving people personalised information to help them reduce any risks that their drug use may be associated with. One, one, One of the things that hasn't necessarily surprised me is probably the greatest repository of drug expertise in the world lies within the experience of people who use drugs. And the other thing that I'm really comfortable with now is the most credible source of information for people who use drugs are not drug experts like you and I, although we're probably better than most. It's other people who use drugs, and I want to harness the power of those hundreds of thousands of people who are basically interested in their own health and well-being and like taking drugs. Like there are people who like being vegan or playing crickets, like whatever gets you know, floats your boat. And what I want to do over the next 10, 15 years is repackage that information globally for different cultures in a way that is meaningfully useful to people. So if you want to take drugs, this is how you can do it. Have fun and reduce harm. And if you're a policymaker, these are the things that matter when you think about policy. And you should listen to people who use drugs because they know a lot.
0: That seems like a great place to wrap it up. Adam, thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you. And there we go. The Global Drugs Survey is currently running. So if you want to fill the survey out, head to their website. That's where you can also find out more about using the collected data. See you next time.